Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Of 7 a.m., Hurricane Ian is located roughly 80 miles south-southwest of Charlotte County, and it's moving north-northeast at 10 miles per hour. It is now a Category 4 hurricane with maximum sustained winds of up to 155 miles per hour. That is knocking on the door of a Category 5 storm. Uh, We expect landfall in southwest Florida later today as a major hurricane. Uh, and will slowly move across the central Florida peninsula before exiting the northeast Florida coast uh, probably sometime on Thursday. Certainly when you have a hurricane of this size, it's all eyes. But also there's the political side of this and people wanting to politicize the hurricane because that way they get to bag on DeSantis. Oh, couldn't handle the hurricane. Oh, people are going to die and it's all DeSantis's fault. I mean, this is what they want. You understand that there are people actively cheering for people to be harmed or killed so they can try and dismiss DeSantis and therefore one less uh, uh, potential obstacle from the political left keeping the White House in 2024. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Uh, I mean, this is just where we're at. That's just the reality. This storm, by the way, south of Tampa seems to be hitting between Fort Myers and, and Sarasota. Seems to have uh, picked up speed when you take a look at at radar and where this thing is hitting and how fast uh, coming in earlier than that that nightfall that was, I think, originally expected. Winds hitting 150 miles an hour, and we'll see whether or not it actually gets up into uh, that um, Category 5 uh, place, yeah, they have uh, moved it up. Hurricane Andrew in 1992 was was a was a Cat Five, and uh, so was uh, Hurricane Michael in 2018, which I don't even remember. Michael Hurricane Andrew beat the living daylights out of Miami. I mean, but it hit Miami straight on, ripping it, ripping it apart, just nuts. So it's already hitting those 155-mile-an-hour winds. So for the political reasons, people are paying a lot of attention to it. And look, it, it's it's a giant story. I'm not going to pretend that it doesn't exist. I'm simply saying that it is not, uh, I think, the, the, the top story. There are other things that I am certainly paying attention to. I'm paying attention and asking why it is that Biden isn't engaged in more aggressive conversation about Iranians protesting after a woman was murdered for not wearing her hijab properly. I mean, that's what happened. Where are the women of the United States to be outraged by what it is that they have seen? You're not wearing your hijab uh, correctly, which is, of course, oppressive uh, to women, and I, I, I would gladly argue this with people. If it's forced upon you, it's oppression. And and you have a woman not wearing it properly, so the morality police of Iran beat her into a coma, and then she died. Beat her so bad she fell into a coma, and then she died, and now you've had uh, people engaging in in protest. They have been protesting, and rightfully so, and good. Where is Joe Biden on this? 
But just like you take a storm and you politicize it because you want it to be all about DeSantis, there are people taking what's happening in Iran, an opportunity once again to take down the hardliners, the clerics, and the mullahs, to have the people of Iran be free, these Persians, start calling it Persia again, do the right things here, creating a great opportunity for the world. But they're totally silent about it, but it's a great opportunity to use it and say, you see, they're oppressive of women in Iran, just like what's happening here in America because of abortion laws. No, no, no. That's Joy Behar. Had to be corrected by Anna Navarro. Ron, and we should all be standing in solidarity with what's going well, on. We should be Iran. standing in solidarity in this country for men who are trying to control us. Well, I, with I their agree, but let's not laws. make that comparison. Why not? Because Why? Those, people, those women over there are getting killed. I'm, yeah. not, making, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying they're equivalents. I'm just saying can, we need to watch what's going on in our own country, too. But, because you know, these I men agree, we try but to control me, they're very different. There are women all across America who want to do away with abortion. Joy Behar, not very bright. Just fact. Just fact. Never once has thought about it. Never once has put it together. When I say not very bright, I mean those words. Why does? Why would we assume that somebody's on TV, they're bright. Someone's on radio, they're bright. Someone is, is a, a celebrity, they're bright. Someone's an athlete, they're bright. Someone's a musician, they're bright. No, 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 no. Bright is bright. This is not bright. And she does this so often that I believe I am okay to say that Joy Behar is not very bright. There are women all across America in the millions, in the tens of millions, who want to do away with abortion. The idea this is about men trying to control you is nonsense pablum. Women in in Iran die for not wearing a proper head covering. Somebody wants to pass uh, legislation in the state and you can oppose that by voting differently and you're oppressed? You're trying to be controlled? Don't you get that you're ignorant, Joy Behar? Don't you get your entire argument is based on nonsense silliness? That you don't have any respect for your audience or yourself. You don't utilize your mind at all. And ABC rewards you for your ignorance with millions of dollars. My gosh. That's the killer, by the way. The, The worst thing about The View, she gets paid more than I do. Oh, that is just so incredibly rude. But that's just one story I'm paying attention to. How about what's going on in Italy? In Italy, you have the new prime minister, Giorgia Maloney. And the pseudo-intellectuals, like Joy Behar, they want to tell you how the new prime minister of Italy is a fascist. Because she believes in family. Because she doesn't believe uh, that it's it's uh, uh, it's wrong to be pro-Christian, where it's about the citizen and not about the largesse of government. What's wrong with this? Well, that's very very populist. I will share with you a statement from Joe Biden that's populist. Storms coming. You listen, gas companies. Don't you raise any prices or else. That's populism. Right? I'm a man of the people. We're going to get the people riled up. It is It is what it is what it is. But they're so bothered by the Italian prime minister, Giorgia Maloney, the new prime minister. YouTube removed a video of hers. They claim it violated terms of service. No, it didn't. It said, 
I'm not interested in this leftism that has taken over Europe. We're going to be different over here. That's what's happening. We have absolutely no interest whatsoever in this madness regarding immigration and a host of other subjects. We are going to say no. But the left has already labeled her a a fascist, a a xenophobe, um, a a Nazi. She's, She's just like Mussolini. Well, I think she cares less about trains, so I don't know how much she's like Mussolini. This is uh, Matteo Renzi, the former prime minister of Italy, saying all these comparisons to, to Maloney as a, a fascist or as a Nazi, it's, it's ridiculous. That is not a danger for Italian democracy. Uh, she's uh, my rival. I, I'm rival. We will continue to uh, fight each other. But the ideas are now there is a risk uh, of fascism in Italy is absolutely a fake news. The idea that Italy is going fascist because of uh, Georgia Maloney is fake news. By the way, how great is it that the concept of fake news has just taken hold across the land? It's, it's absolutely amazing. Yes, there's a hurricane taking place. But there are other things taking place. And these other things are happening worldwide where you can see, hey... This, I thought that the, the, the weirdness of American politics didn't actually have a, have a place on the world stage. I thought the world was different. No. This is that, that, that globalism conversation. Look at where they go. Look at where they place things. Look at how they expect everybody to fall in line. The European leaders are very bothered by, uh, uh, about this idea of Maloney getting uh, elected. It is my sincerest hope and I, I, I state for the record that my expertise of of the European of European Union politics is is not great, nor is my uh, uh, expertise on Italian politics, which is to say I don't have an expertise on Italian politics. I know it's very weird to hear somebody admit to that when you can go to Twitter and everybody's an expert on everything all the time. It is my sincerest hope that the Italians say, you know what? This European Union nonsense is nonsense. Sovereignty, that's the way to go, baby. We'll step out now. This is my hope. I would be a much happier man. A much happier man. If the European Union was broken. I was thrilled with uh, the, the, the Brexit, with Great Britain moving away from the European Union. I didn't say the Serb one European, but moving away from the EU. And man, I would love to see it break in half. The European Union doesn't like anything that takes away from its globalist desires. Ergo, they can't like this Maloney character, this conservative who thinks that the family and Christianity have value. Oh, we just got to throw up the fascist conversation. 
I'm thrilled to hear people speaking out. Well, you take a look at what women are dealing with in in Iran. We have to make it about abortion in the United States because if we don't, then you'll notice there's a difference between oppression and a disagreement. Abortion conversations in the United States are disagreement about policy. Where you have some people who say, hey, maybe we shouldn't be so quick to murder. And some people who are like, murder is freaking awesome. Oh, I'm sorry. Too soon? We should be standing up for what's happening in Iran when women are being murdered for not wearing the proper uh, uh, oppressive head covering. And then say, yeah, it's just like men who want to control women in the United States. And we should note that Joy Behar wasn't alone. Solidarity with the courageous women and allies in Iran protesting for their freedom. Masa Amini, that was the woman who got murdered, was senselessly murdered by the same patriarchal and autocratic forces repressing women the world over. The right to choose belongs to us all, from hijabs to reproductive care. You think that the the people in the state of Indiana, my Indiana, engaging legislation about uh, abortion and timing. You think that's the same as the morality police beating a woman into a coma because she isn't properly wearing her head covering? Because if you do, you're a schmuck. But when you have no, when you, you, you can't admit that you're not being oppressed in comparison to other people and that people might say, wait a second, we're not being oppressed, we just have a disagreement here. Well, that throws away all that you've been working for. Your entire identity is, look how oppressed I am. You're not oppressed, Representative Ocasio-Cortez. You're just a jerk. (laughs) Every time on policy, you sound like a child. You sound jerkish. I don't know how you are as a friend. I don't think people should make fun of you for looks or for your wardrobe. Although, admittedly, when you wear a Tax the Rich dress to the Met Gala, you're going to take some hits. What a cell phone that was. Huge mistake. Misread the room. Yes, you did. But you want to make a comparison to what's going on in Iran as if they're the same and they're not the same. Lord forbid anybody actually notice, hey, women in the United States aren't oppressed because there are millions of women who want to do away with abortion. You're not oppressed. This is a disagreement on policy. Maybe you should grow up a little. Now, the women in Iran, they're being oppressed, and they don't need you to stand with them in some kind of solidarity. They need to know what you're going to do about the mullahs, the hardliners, and the clerics. So where, Representative Ocasio-Cortez, is your plan to do away with these people? Oh, no plan? No plan? Because you'd have to admit that that's actual oppression, and we have a difference in policy. That's, that's good. So let them suffer? Good plan. Good plan, Representative Ocasio-Cortez. Way to be brave. Way to be, you enjoy Behar. My God, I smell the 2024 ticket. Good Lord. But oh, sure, sure, we could talk about a hurricane all day. I'm Tony Katz. Loving this lawsuit. Ah, That's a weird thing to say, loving a, a, a lawsuit. But the idea that there's pushback to what Joe Biden is doing with this student debt forgiveness. I'm not saying that this lawsuit is going to work. Uh, there's a, a guy by the name of Frank Garrison, me. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? Good to be with you. 
833-468-8669. Would love to speak to you. 833-GOT-TONY. Always getting accused. You don't talk to anybody, Tony. What are you afraid of? Well, I'm afraid of really boring people calling in. So there's, there, there, there's that. There's there's a bit of that. But sure, happy to talk. Uh, joyfully, 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY. Uh, th- this guy, uh, Frank Garrison, he's described as a public interest attorney. I don't know what that is. Lives in Indiana. This has been filed in uh, the Southern District of, of, of Indiana. And he's making the argument that um, the Biden plan would cancel his debt and it would trigger a tax liability from the state of Indiana. He's now under a debt forgiveness program. Canceled debt cannot be taxed, but if they do the Biden way, it can be. Now, the Biden team, I think, is arguing that, look, you can opt out of this, so you don't have to take the the debt relief. I think Garrison and uh, the team there from the Pacific Legal Foundation are saying, oh, oh, yes, we, we don't have an option. We don't have a choice. I don't know how that's going to play out. What I, what I note is that it's good that people are standing up to the abusive Biden administration that claims that they can do this and against those people who think that this is valuable, smart, decent, acceptable. The president can't engage in spending, and that alone is reason to stop this from happening. It is also the reason to the idea of impeachment. Now, this subject once again has come up. It's the only reason that I bring it up. The only reason for me to discuss it is that it keeps uh, coming up like like a bad penny, this rumor. Rumor That if Republicans get control, they're going to go right to impeachment. David Axelrod was asking the other day, do we do we really want this? Well, if you ask some people on the political right, they're like, oh, oh, hell yeah, we do. Extending eviction moratorium when it wasn't allowed, you knew it was unconstitutional, you did it anyway. Trying to uh, do this student debt relief when you know it's unconstitutional because the executive branch can't engage a spending bill that comes from Congress. You do it, you try and do it anyway. Those are some violations. Do I want it? I just, I just want to be left alone. That's all I, that's all I really, that's all I really ever wanted. But since I'm not going to get that, no, I don't actually want it. I just want them to lose in 22 and 24. But doesn't mean that we won't see it. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. Well, I know that the great Corinne Jean-Pierre was supposed to have a press conference uh, today. I didn't know how those things were going and how quickly they were going to move about. I think that's still a little bit ahead of us. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY. That is the number. 833-468-8669. I said, I said I'm happy to talk. People are like, you're, always, you're never willing to talk to anybody. You just think you're right all the time. Well, I'm sharing with you my philosophies and ideas. So, yes, I, 
I do. <laughs> I do think that, that that I'm right. I don't even know. I don't even know why this is remotely uh, strange to anybody. Here, I'll share something with you. You tell me whether I'm right. It seems to me, based on the information that is easily accessible, this Justice Department of Merrick Garland's, this um, White House is very, very okay with going after Christians. Well, I'm sorry, you want to object to this? Let's break it down just just a bit, just a just a, a just a scotch. FBI agents were involved in a raid. The raid was of of a pro-life activist who was arrested. The allegations are that a year ago, Mark Houck, H-O-U-C-K, pushed somebody in front of an abortion clinic. The story goes that it took place in October of 2021, and he pushed a man who was utilizing obscene language, invading his 12-year-old son's personal space. He's a pro-life activist. This other guy who was screaming at him clearly uh, wants uh, to push everybody into abortions. And they were screaming and yelling, or at least this guy was screaming and yelling. Screaming and yelling at his 12-year-old. Uh, the guy was screaming and yelling at this other man's 12-year-old. So Mark Houck, H-O-U-C-K is how you spell the last name, pushed him. A year later, charges. This man was willing to surrender himself to the FBI. He and his lawyer said, we are willing to surrender ourselves to the FBI, but they don't get that. What you get is a raid in the early morning hours of last Friday, agents pointing guns at the family, and this man was arrested in front of his children. That's the FBI looking to intimidate anybody who wants to think that it's okay to be a pro-life. Man, I never thought, and I, I've got more on this subject, I never thought I would be having so many conversations on the idea of, hey, if you're pro-life, keep it up. I never thought that would be my thing. I never thought that would really be my conversation. Keep it up. If you think the Justice Department is right in this case, I can't describe to you what a bad person you are enough. You're a bad person. Of course they're not right. Of course they're not good. This is the Justice Department looking to abuse citizens. We shouldn't be okay with this. We should be disgusted by this. The only reason this happened, the only purpose, is to intimidate anybody else who may want to engage a pro-life point of view. If you don't think that the FBI is abusive and wrong, I don't know. I don't even know how exactly to look at you. Don't you know that you're embarrassing? Don't you know that you're ignorant? Don't you know this already? It's pretty obvious. It's pretty clear that you're the danger. But how about the fact that we add on to this now? 
we add on to the fact that there are these uh, pregnancy centers, which are usually pro-life places, right? That's what a pregnancy center is. They've been set on fire. Literally no one's been arrested. No one has been arrested. One guy pushes another guy, and a year later, twenty more than 24 armed FBI agents to arrest him. It wasn't necessary. It was done to intimidate. I'm not a fan of these federal agencies. I am not a fan of how law enforcement acts locally as well with this kind of intimidation practice. I don't, you know, the show Cops. I don't know if that show's still on the. I, I, I was not a guy who watched. Sometimes some criminals are really dumb, but the abuse of police, as I saw it, total turnoff. The attitude never worked for me. I am a pro-police guy, but man, if this is the only way it can be done, no wonder people don't like you. But you have dozens of these pregnancy centers, a dozen, dozens, plural, uh, set on fire, vandalized, no one gets arrested. Uh, I I guarantee you, if it happened to a Planned Parenthood, there'd be arrests. It would be constant conversation. Then there was this story out of Michigan. In Michigan, there was a woman who was... um, uh, she she was canvassing, talking about uh, abortion legislation. And that, of course, led to an argument with somebody else. So the woman, who is 83 years old, walks away. And then somebody who was watching the argument decides to shoot her and shoots her in the, sol- in, in, in the shoulder. So now you have people uh, whose homes are being raided. You have these uh, pregnancy centers that are set on fire. And you have people being shot. There, there's, no, there's no coverage. There's no, there's no story being discussed here. Are we not supposed to notice these things are happening? Oh, wait. Am I supposed to say, yeah, but January 6th? Um... If you want to argue that January 6th was wrong, you're more than welcome to. I'm not going to say no. If you are not also going to say that this is wrong, what does it matter what you say about January 6th? Why should anybody listen to you? You're insane. Because you're not willing to engage rationally in the totality of the topics in front of us. You want to say, yeah, but, as if it excuses what the FBI has done here or the shooting that took place here or the fact that you have pregnancy centers that are under attack and nobody lifts a damn finger. Oh, well, we don't agree with your ideology, so uh, let them burn. Literally, the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Now I ask you, should um, should we just note these things and say, huh? Or should we be questioning why more isn't done about it in our society? I mean, I get that people just want to talk uh, about this hurricane. Oh, there are funny things to discuss about this hurricane. There is some madness to get into about this hurricane. The best is this was, um, I don't know if this was an Australian newscast 
or a British newscast. I think it was an Australian newscast. And uh, they're talking to someone by the name of Izzy Cook. I have never heard the name until today. Izzy Cook is, oh, um, oh, it was New Zealand. It took place in New Zealand. Izzy Cook is a climate change activist. She's a kid. She's a 16-year-old climate change activist. Now, I didn't know she was 16. This interview never should have taken place. They're children. There's no such thing as a child who is a, 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 an activist of, an, of any sort uh, that you should be interviewing. She's a child. And yes, probably stupid. Oh, that's right. We don't say dumb or stupid. Um, probably misguided. Probably a bit lost. Probably feels a certain way because, you know, culture's told her to feel a certain way, but doesn't have the mind yet to really understand what it is uh, that, that, that she's saying. But yet we see very often that adults abuse people like this, kids like this, to move their agenda because what are you going to say about a kid? Right? It's wrong to, to insult a kid. I'd be wrong to call her names. I'm not going to call her names. And you just heard me say, no, 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 we don't say that. Just like I never said anything about David Hogg when he was under 18 because he was a kid. Now, David Hogg is clearly an ignorant man who is uh, built only for this radical level of activism. He absolutely wants to take your ability uh, to to utilize the Second Amendment away. And that's exactly why he got into Harvard, because that's all that Harvard cares about. But this this girl was is on this radio show, and this happened. For example, so we would have to apply to have like approved events to be able to fly for. Well, that's one thing that you could look at doing. Am I allowed to go to Fiji? Is that necessary? In the current climate crisis, I don't think that that's necessary. When was the last time you were on a plane? Hmm. I'm not sure, maybe a few months ago, to be honest. Where'd you go? Fiji. Izzy! (laughs) Izzy! Don't you care about the climate, Izzy? Of course I care about the climate. Not enough. You went to... (laughs) You went to Fiji. (laughs) Izzy, come on, mate. Are you serious? Serious, is he? Well, it's are you, pretty are you still there? It is pretty ironic, but to be honest, it's not really a trip that I wanted to go on, but I can't really get out of it. Why'd you go? Why'd you go? Because my parents wanted to go. Is he? Go. How are you embarrassed that your parents did that to the planet and then forced you to do it as well? Of course, I'm not embarrassed. Did you have did a you terrible have time? Not really. I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> See, I'm sorry. Mate, listen, you're such a champion. I think you've got a brilliant future ahead of you. And, and I, are you doing another strike soon? Yeah, well, we'll look to. Good. I will, I will we'll talk to you again. Then we'll get you back on the show. I didn't know if she was 16. Um that does change how I would respond 
But the idea that you're calling for these school strikes because we have to do something against climate change and we shouldn't just be flying willy-nilly. You should get approved before you fly somewhere. And there's no need for you to go to Fiji. You don't have to do that. And you yourself just went to Fiji? How do you not laugh at that? I mean, that is just funny. But here you will have this girl who who press will gladly put up on TV because, oh, you can't say anything about a child. They'll use children. They'll abuse children. Abuse them. They don't note the hypocrisy of the thing. They don't note the madness of their position. It's not even hypocrisy. Hey, my parents took me to Fiji. What was I supposed to do? I mean, that is actually, in many ways, a legitimate argument. Maybe your child shouldn't be a climate activist, which is, in and of itself, a worthy conversation. But it is this this, this playing around. These people believe that they should have some level of dominion over us, but then look at what it is that they do. The people who are talking about things like January 6th talk about the threats to democracy. But yet I just laid out for you that you had a man's home raided, arrested by uh, over two dozen FBI agents when he was not a threat and he was willing to surrender himself so they could intimidate him. You have these pregnancy centers that are attacked and vandalized and nothing happens uh, uh, about it. And then you have literally somebody who is walking and and talking to people about legislation being shot for their position, just like you had an 18-year-old run over and killed, and yet you want to tell me about who's violent? Our society, us, rational people, maybe I don't even call it our society, what is that? We, rational people, need to be aware, look at the things and saying, If one thing is wrong, well, then these multiple things are wrong. We shouldn't want any of these things. We shouldn't want any of these things. But yet, we have them. The question is, why do we allow some and not the other? And what do we do about it? I think think part of it is... uh, is, uh, an an honest conversation with those amongst us. And then, of course, who we vote for. And then, of course, how we vote in the future. And then, of course, staying active and and focused. And then, of course, engaging the conversations in our own circles and in our own lives. And never allowing the others who want to claim MAGA Republicans this, never letting them get away with that nonsense. I mean, it's, it's a start. Keep it here, guys. I'm Tony Katz. It's been a day of gaffes for Joe Biden. And this is one of them as he is speaking at an event and talking about the people who are disabled in America. Uh... You're an inspiration. So many people here are. Amy and others I look out. And they're simply an inspiration to people not only with disabilities, but people who don't have disabilities, find themselves feeling sorry for themselves. 
and realize, wait a minute, wait, what am I complaining about? You know, uh, oh my, the, uh, you know, I, I think I have a bad life, but that person's in a wheelchair. I feel great. An inspiration to people who find themselves feeling sorry for themselves. Uh, you gonna tell me Joe Biden's okay? Yeah, try that. Try. Tell me Joe Biden's okay. Tell me this is a guy who's got all his faculties. It's embarrassing, people. It is embarrassing. Meanwhile, the state of Maine wants you to know you're a white supremacist. There is a Chinese espionage at foot. A foot. And, uh, and your calls. Oh, there's a lot to get to. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. TonyKatz.locals.com.